Many doubted we'd ever see it. But here it is. The return to glory. You bet Tiger Woods winning his fifth green jacket at the Masters on Sunday. A victory that seemed improbable, if not impossible, just 18 months ago. Lauren Rubenstein is Canada's premier golf writer, and he collaborated with Tiger Woods on the book The 1997 Masters, My Story. And Lauren Rubenstein joins us here this afternoon on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Lauren, good afternoon. Appreciate the time as always, sir. You bet. Glad to talk a little, Tiger. Yeah, as somebody who uh, knows a Tiger who has collaborated and worked with him, uh, can you put into some sort of context for us uh, what you think yesterday meant to Tiger Woods, Lauren? Well, I know it meant a tremendous amount. It meant, uh, as he's been saying for some time, uh, for the first time now, his kids had a chance to be there uh, with him, to see him, you know, as he often has said, what dad used to be able to do, and that was terrific. They're 10 and 11 right now. But when you think about it, I mean, Tiger rose so high, really, into the stratosphere with the kinds of golf he played and uh, majors and so many other tournaments that he won. Then he fell so far. And now he's risen again at a time when he's not the longest hitter in the game by any means. Um, and yet he won it with his, his will, his golfing intelligence, his golfing genius. I think he would say his ability to make the right decision at the right time and then carry it through. So, you know, just being able to do that and have his family and friends there, really, considering where he was not that long ago, uh, I mean, I know it means a tremendous amount to him. Yeah, you mentioned his golfing intelligence. Uh, was that maybe the best managed round of golf that uh, you've ever seen? Well, it's one of them. I've seen some phenomenal managed golf, uh, rounds of golf, um, you know, but no need to go into those now. But it was really right up there. I mean, the way he hit the ball in the right place all the time, or at least intended to. He didn't hit his driver in the right place all the time. Um, but, you know, the shots he hit into the greens when he was playing from the fairway, he, uh, there was never a sense that he was going to make the wrong decision on a shot to play. He, you know, maybe if he had to, he might have taken a couple of gambles coming down the stretch, but he didn't have to really. After all of those mistakes, the four guys chasing him made on the 12th hole when they hit it into Ray's Creek. Uh, he just played just thoroughly smart and wise golf all the way in. And really, he had done it all, all week. I'm sure you watched from Thursday on. That's the kind of golf he played, so patient and calm and just going about his business, really. Yeah. For those that are the casual fan, though, uh, Tiger Woods is famous for so many different uh, reasons, obviously, uh, Lauren. But uh, for the casual fan, can you kind of describe for us what Tiger has been through physically the, the last couple of years? Because uh, we've heard various stories, including that uh, he just he wasn't at one point even able to get out of bed. Well, I can tell you from my own experience of working with him and sitting in you know, his uh, suite of offices is over here in Jupiter and, and talking to him, you know, at, at quite a bit of length, you know, some of those interviews took, you know, upwards of two hours. And this was when, before he had his spinal fusion surgery, even before the microdiscectomies. Uh, and he sat there and he would, had to get up. He had to walk around. He had to stretch. He had a sitting there with a pillow against the back of the chair to give him, take some of the pressure off. And, you know, just in a very normal situation like that, you know, sitting down and chatting, uh, it was very difficult for him really to feel comfortable. Um, so then to think that uh, he could come from that to playing golf, 
at the level he plays it at and to swing at 120 miles an hour and more uh, was, uh, you know, I mean, I have that visual picture and I saw him sitting there in a lot of pain for hours and uh, having to somehow find some kind of comfort if, if we were going to continue. So, uh, you know, I know I can sense, I could see how, how much pain he was in. So having seen that, witnessed that, and then witnessing uh, yesterday, uh, as a golf writer, as a golf historian, uh, where does this rank? Is this comeback, do you think, the the Tiger Woods comeback, uh, now that he's uh, won another green jacket, is it maybe bigger than Ben Hogan, which is considered the biggest uh, comeback in the sports history? I just think it's difficult to compare, really, one to the other. I mean, they're so different in so many ways. Hogan's injuries were life-threatening. I mean, he basically didn't know if he'd ever walk again um, and never mind play golf again on any level. I mean, you could say that about Tiger as well, but, you know, Hogan's psychological issues were really with, you know, what is my life going to be like? Am I going to be able to, as I say, to walk again? Uh, you know, I mean, he started rehabbing by just walking around his living room at home multiple times during the day. So, uh, I mean, his life was, you know, really threatened a head on collision. Um, uh, and, but, the emotional scars were kind of of a different kind with Tiger, obviously. Hogan never had the public shaming and the embarrassments that Tiger went through, the humiliation. Um, and to play, to set your, to, to play what I call the most private game played publicly with all of those eyeballs on you, knowing that because, um, you know, those, those issues you had were exposed for all the world. That was tough too. So they're very, very different. And I would, you know, never try to say one was more impressive than the other. I think we should just, those of us who are into the history of the game, appreciate what Hogan did, and all of us now can appreciate what Tiger did and enjoy it for what it is. Uh, is there a moment that's going to stay with you uh, from yesterday? Uh, for me, watching uh, the coverage uh, yesterday was on 17 when he was waiting to hit into the green and the camera was on him and you could see some tears in his eyes and uh, I thought he was going to lose it there uh, for a second Lauren and I just wanted Joey his caddy to like tell him a joke or distract him or or, or do something there uh, that that's kind of the moment that sort of I mean obviously uh, the, the kids at 18 and, and the hugs and the celebration is the big moment but is there something that's uh, really going to remain with you well in terms of the golf he played I would say the shot he hit into 12 um, which was so controlled and you know never go for that pin when it's on the right side uh, of the green there, and he didn't. There's no chance he was. I, mean, I asked uh, Tom Weisskopf once when I was at the Canadian Open in Glen Abbey, you know, what does Jack Nicholas have that's so special? This was still when Nicholas was playing, you know, really good golf. And he said, Jack has the ability, the presence of mind to make the right decision when everybody else around him is freaking out. Those were his words. And that's what I saw with Tiger right at that moment. He was so calm. I bet you his heart rate, you know, was going down, not up, as he was playing those last few holes. And mm. that is what, you know, kind of overall. But that shot on 12, really, I saw, you know, he yeah. easily go on to win from here. Uh, the other image that's uh, going to remain with me, I think, it was really heartwarming to see kind of some of the young guns of the tour, the uh, Thomases, the Fowlers, etc., who obviously were inspired by uh, Tiger and were probably, I don't know, like uh, 11, 12, maybe 14 at the most when he won his last ma- Masters. Stick around to congratulate him, Lord. You're right. I mean, that was something. when they all, You know, they know what Tiger has meant to the game. They know what he's meant to them. They love jiving with him down here in Jupiter. They play a lot of golf with him. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, to be in his presence, I'm sure it's all helped them 
play better golf as well and probably just uh, increase their commitment uh, to the game and to being the best that they could be. So, yeah, that's kind of the camaraderie of the game there at the highest level, and that was really good to see. Yeah, just finally, uh, is this a one-off, or do you think this is the tip of the iceberg uh, for Tiger, or are we going to see him go on a bit of a run for a few uh, seasons? Who knows? He points to the majors. That's all he really cares about. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see if the next one, the PGA, which is coming up next month uh, in May. So uh, it, it, who knows? I mean, he knows he can win. He knows he can win a major. He knows he can win at the highest levels of the game. Uh, he's physically healthy. And uh, if his back holds up, the will is there. That's obvious. So, you know, why shouldn't he win again multiple times? We'll see. Who knows? It's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. Lauren Rubenstein, always fun to spend a few minutes with you. Thank you so much uh, for this. Appreciate it. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. There goes author Lauren Rubenstein. His latest book he collaborated with Tiger Woods on is the 1997 Masters, My Story.